Welcome to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, where we explore the local arts culture in the Lehigh Valley. We'll be doing this through conversations with individual artists, administrators, and organizations. We'll explore all types of mediums with a goal of enriching local culture. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. I'm Elise, and today's co-host is Elizabeth. Elizabeth has been with the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast Project since the very beginning, and we are so excited to have her on as a host today. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm going to share a little bit of my bio with you. I went to Bloomsburg University, and I got my degree in special education. I currently work as a middle school teacher in special ed. One of the reasons I like working on this podcast the most and wanted to be involved in the process from the beginning was because the accessibility in the arts, and that is something that I am very passionate about. And I am also a singer, songwriter, and I work a little bit with photography and drawing as well. Very nice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Liz Elizabeth no. <laughs> has, been, <laughs> has been working with us uh, since the very beginning, been an amazing sound engineer, and I'm so excited that we get to sit in here and record together today. Woo! <laughs> yes. And just, just a fun fact, uh, Liz and I have been friends for a very long time, so... Oh, this is <laughs> this like, is super exciting and like super 10, fun. Like ten years, <laughs> ten now. plus years. That's yeah. crazy. That makes us sound old. <laughs> so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our trip to the Bethlehem House Gallery. Yes, we went just a few days ago for their summer show. Yes. We also went to the opening reception. An absolutely gorgeous show, as always. Yes. Um, this one in particular is their summer show opened June 25th. We'll be open until October 2nd. I, I really like the setup and I was just so awestruck by the color in this show. Oh, yeah. Everything is so colorful and I love the connection between summer and just absolutely vibrant, rich, high value colors. I just, I really, really liked it. Um, and there was one of our former guests had her own space with quite a few pieces at the house gallery, Abby Roscoe. Oh, she did. I was unfortunately not here for that one in particular when she was here, but her mm -hmm. pieces are incredible. They're very breathtaking. Mm -hmm. And it, they're of the few that were there. You said a lot about vibrant colors. Hers mm -hmm. aren't as vibrant. It's it's amazing when you can find an artist that has that ability to take such simplistic colors and give it such life. Absolutely. Yeah, I think her, especially the pieces she had exhibited there, are very um, subject-focused, like in, yeah. focused on an individual. Yes. So there is a lot of life and emotion and focus on detail and it's just ugh, her stuff is so gorgeous yeah and it typically i'm not sure if this is the case or not but i mentioned before a couple of her pieces that are there they're people that she knows mm -hmm. so that you can definitely give more emotion and depth in that sense because mm -hmm. they're subject piece that you have a strong connection with absolutely which is really cool to see absolutely there was um i know the one piece that you mentioned a few times that we were in there was the floral arrangement in the guitar piece oh, by Rachel Bell. Yes. I really liked that, that one, Rachel. So that was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. It had a bird cage with it too, and it had all the flower or floral arrangements in there and hanging and cascading, I think, were cherries or mm -hmm. apples or smaller. It's just a beautiful piece altogether. Mm -hmm. And then the big case and then all the flower floor arrangements in the case. Ugh, mm -hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> it was great. I'll just, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, the artists that are in the summer show over at the house gallery abby roscoe adam capone andy de pietro mandy martin rigo peralta 
Femi J. Johnson, and Cody Abrashinsky. And Cody, who is currently exhibiting at the House Gallery, uh, is actually our guest today. So Liz, would you like to read his bio for us? Cody Abrashinsky lives and works in Bethlehem, PA. Throughout his career as an artist, Cody has been unpacking the underpinnings of modern art movements such as abstract expressionism, minimalism, and pop art. His recent work deconstructs the desert landscape of Palm Springs, California, through high-key colors, bold shapes, and stark scraping techniques. Cody obtained his BFA from Moravian College in 2019 and graduated as president of Kappa Pi International Arts Fraternity. Post-graduation, he had his first major art exposition at Bethlehem House Gallery. Since then, Cody has exhibited at Soft Machine Gallery, Allentown Art Museum, and the Baum School of Art. Cody is currently pursuing his Master's of Arts in Teaching and Welding Certificate. Well, welcome, Cody, to our show for this week. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're excited to have you on. So in your bio, like your introduction, when we're talking about the house gallery and how you feel about the room itself. Basically, the room was a conception of, uh, you know, 60s and 70s. Um, Palm Springs, modern. I wanted this very uh, California vibe to it. You w- you mm-hmm. walk into this house, you know, it's a ranch. It's got glass all the way around. And uh, there's a pool in the back, a couple rubber ducks floating in the pool. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's standard, it's standard. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what my house looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I really had a lot of plans for this particular show in this particular room. And uh, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of freedom and Ward kind of gave me a little bit of a, a creative, uh, you know, like I said, that creative freedom to to work within that space. And there are things that I wanted to collaborate with, uh, personal mid-century modern collection, and uh, as well as his personal collection and kind of combine and couple the two. Um, the room has like a, a crawl space that we store moving blankets in. So mm. I was like, this fireplace is not looking good here. We agree. Um, and it was offset. How are we going to have this all come together? So he set me up in the shop. We built the wall for it, um, painted it to be adjacent with the other wall. And uh, nobody really knows what how much goes into the behind the scenes, you know? And um, Absolutely. it's like one of the last things to always get done. There's ladders in there. Um, there's lighting to get done. There's uh, zip ties on the floor, things like that. And I'm like, we got two days to open. <laughs> I'm going home early. I got stuff to do. I come back in and it's like, you snap the fingers, it's done, set up. <laughs> and uh, wow, you know, and uh, Jerry does a a wonder, a miracle on, on the lighting. You know, I had the art on the wall there. <laughs> yes. It's a big window. Everybody's going to see it. You got Music Fest coming up. Um, mm. I'm like, what What are we going to do? Maybe even WFMZ will show up and say, hey, you know, there's the artwork in the back. Got a little Eagles reporting live. Uh, somebody's poodle got stolen, but there's the artwork in the back. You know? um, but, you know, you have all that, that real estate in the front, and it's, it's yeah. kind of big shoes to fill. And I'm very uh, grateful for the opportunity to exhibit there once more. I had a show in 2019 following my graduation oh. of uh, Moravian College, of course. And... Um, my bachelor's of fine art. And um, it was just great following up. You know, I moved from one room to another. And uh, essentially, you know, as I said, the the room was this this whole entire California vibe. The mm. work was like a spur of the moment, um, you know, body of work and a whole mm. series that okay. just kind of came out of 
let's say desperation. Let's say desperation. All right, <laughs> let's be real. Let's be real. We're, we're on air. Desperation. We can we can yeah. fill that one in later. We can cut that one out if we want. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it really was a uh, a decision that was based off of you know the 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 design and the mandated by the function of the furniture. So yeah. I wanted it all to really come together like that. And of course, I have some other pieces too that we can always go into further. Mm -hmm. Um, that are kind of like this nod to my original work and a nod to things I've sold in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both beautiful, you know, pieces of art for the space. Um, I really like to design a lot of the works nowadays for uh, interiors. And I basically have a passion for interior design. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to um, kind of exercise a lot of those muscles where it's very difficult to kind of get that around here. I mean, it's not everybody and not every day that somebody comes up and says, Hey, you know, here, work with me here, set this up. And then you come into work the next day and you know, the, the boss says, Hey, you know, they're not moving things around. That's a good sign. That's two thumbs up <laughs> yeah. right there. That you're you're onto something good here. So yeah, that, that's pretty much how it is. No, that's okay. awesome. I mean, we, so we've had a couple guests on the show that have had work exhibited at the house gallery and it's a little bit different because they share like this air of mystery around <laughs> it where they like drop off their stuff. And then a month later, like the show's up and they get to go in and check it out. But you bring your work in there and you had you work there. So you have an instrumental part in kind of setting up this space and making it all come together, which is very cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd like to expand on that a little bit more. I sure. Mean, it's just, yeah. It's uh, I was, I was doing some thinking about that the other day, uh, trimming the grass up a little bit. It's, ah, you know, it's so strange. Uh, I, you know, I've been helping ward out for uh, a couple years now and um, moving furniture in, in the trucks and stuff and moving things around. And it's like there's so much that goes into that process that maybe even mm -hmm. the common person walking in is just it, it takes it for granted. It, it's crazy. Um, and as an artist back then, you know, I dropped off the work. I was framing it. And that's a lot of work, too, framing the artwork, making it, mm -hmm. getting all those final touches. And then I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm thinking, you know, you get you get back to the space and <laughs> it's all hung up. It's all beautiful. Yeah. And then being behind the scenes now for a few changeovers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get the work in there. All the artists are dropping things off. They're leaving. I'm like. I got a hundred paintings. I got my own paintings. Yeah. Um, and then it's a team effort. I mean, I got to think about their work. I, I'm friends with all the artists. Mm. I, I mm. work closely with them. They're my comrades. We, we're all working together for a, a similar objective. And we all, you know, have this uh, common goal. And now I got all this extra artwork to hang. I got all this extra stuff. We got to think about the big picture and yeah. it gets to be a lot, you know, but uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I, I'm just happy it all comes together at once. And, yeah. and then once it's all over, you can kind of sit back and then just let, let it all go, let it all go and enjoy it. So um, it's nice being able to sit back and just hear the compliments from everybody. And every, uh, most, most of the time, everybody has something nice to say. Um, you always get a little bit of a, positive feedback, a little bit of an ego boost, if you will. And <laughs> like, and, you know, I, I, I had sake in that, you know, it's hard not to be like, yeah. well, you know, a little, little bit of that was my work, but I'm not bragging or no. anything. No, you should. Why do yeah. artists have such a hard time showing, showing themselves bragging. off? You, you should brag. It's yeah. amazing work. And it's, the room is absolutely fantastic. It's so colorful and just so well put together. And I, I really like the fireplace. That's a, a cool touch. Yes. 
very, very funky. Very funky. It's a little funky. funky. <laughs> it's a little crackling yeah, sounds yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> one, one gentleman came in and he said, you got you to gotta turn the heat off in here. Every room's cold, but that that room. I said the heat's not on. It's not, <laughs> it's not a real fire. It's like, uh, okay, let's get the thermometer out, all right? It's Make just, sure. We're right, not actively you, burning wood. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are, you, the paintings? are you feeling all right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, very nice. That's funny. Well, you mentioned that you attended Moravian College for your bachelor's degree. Yes. And graduated 2018? 2019. 2019. And what, what was your degree in? And I originally started out in the studio art track. Okay. okay. And um, by my senior year, they had invented this awesome thing called a Bachelor of Fine Art, and which mm. I was qualified for and had to take a few extra courses that made me up. Fine artist, you know, <laughs> not a studio artist, not working in my studio, but I'm qualified. I got the finer things now. Okay. More mm. exquisite, more intelligent, <laughs> uh, two extra courses on art history, you know, really okay. got all that Baroque information in there. Now it's stuck in my head. Uh, yeah. So is, is that the difference between a studio art major and a fine arts major? It, well, it's just a few courses in okay. art history, things that touch you up on. Uh, well, forgive hmm. me for anybody in Moravian listening to that and saying I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, in my opinion, it was, it was kind of more on the scale of uh, art history and anything that had to do with uh, rounding yourself off in the arts and mm. you know oh, sculpture okay. and all those other things that mm -hmm. I really enjoy, photography and so on and so forth. Very nice. Yes. Did that expand your interest into other artistic mediums, having the opportunity to study other? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, like, no, I'm just no. <laughs> no, but it is, it is amazing. Uh, just how you can go from one area of concentration and. Um, I kind of entered Moravian with this idea, like, oh, I, I got this body of work already. I'm ahead of the other students. Um, I, I've been making abstract works. I've had a show at uh, Connections Gallery in Easton already. I got all these experimental works going on. And, um, you know, I really didn't have all the tools and all the knowledge of art. You know, it's just been a recent endeavor for me. Mm. Um, but, you know, I come into it like, oh, I'm like taking Jackson Pollock's splatter paintings and drip paintings. I'm making it modern and this is new. And then you get in there, you get critique, you can go through the motions and you're like, yeah. oh, tough crowd. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I really didn't know this much. And then eventually mm. uh, it all materialized into uh, this, this big, you know, cultivated process of art making. Now you know, I've helped out with um, ceramics, anything that printmaking I help as a student, a teacher, you know, like a teacher's assistant as a student and, sure. um, you know, really going through those motions of an artist and, and trying each different outlet and avenue. And I just fell mm -hmm. in love with the, you know, the materials and trying new things was just like addicting at one point. It was like, well, what else do you have for me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, you really fall in love with that and you can kind of gauge where you want to be as an artist, you know, mm -hmm. I, when I first started there, it was like only paint. There's nothing else but paint. And then I had a uh, photography, digital photography and black and white and alternative processes. And, you know, listening to that and following those avenues, I kind of ended up with, you know, photography awards, the Envision Award and mm -hmm. at Banana Factory and things of that nature. Like, how the heck did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was just out there shooting and 
oh, this is this is tremendous. Wait, what, where were you thinking? Where are you thinking? I was thinking, well, there's a train going overhead here, and I there's some snow. This looks pretty good to me. You know? nice. so, um, but that's you never know where you're really gonna find out. And I enjoy it so much that it got to the point where I wanted to help out others, and you know, I was so passionate about being around the materials and the different disciplines that I was like, maybe I should help other people out that kind of came in here with the same attitude or mm. weren't really into art, but changed as their, you know, their major and wanted to do something new. And I was like, well, hey, you can kind of do this. You know, if you put your mind to it or find something interesting in it that makes you gravitate towards it. I know you and mentioned in your bio that you also are you going for your master's as well at Moravian? Yeah. So I was kind of like in this period before actually during COVID, um, it gave me a lot of clarity to think about what I really want to do. Had I not had that, that could have been run ragged. Mm. Um, and so I really wanted to shoot for the stars. I wanted to go for my master's in art teaching at Columbia university. I was like, let's oh, go, cool. let's go all the way, yeah. um, and get me closer to the city and which is where I ultimately would like to be mm-hmm. as an artist. And I think a lot of us share that same goal, but, um, mm-hmm. so yeah. I said, you know, let's try to, let's try to go here. Started out Moravian, said, let's see if this is for me. At least I'm in the state. Got to get a, a state license for teaching, things like that. Yeah. Got all my clearances and stuff. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. I put a lot of hours and time into it. So yeah. it's in pursuit. Um, but right now, you know, life happens and there's things that come up. And absolutely, as the world is opening up, I'm finding myself really chasing a lot of the art as well. Mm. And when you got an opportunity in a window to chase something that is that unique and special, Mm-hmm. I think I kind of go with that. So teaching Absolutely. is still in my blood, but also there's uh it's in the passenger seat. It's not in the back seat. It's in the passenger seat, you know? <laughs> and uh, of course I want to uh, pursue welding also. So yeah. loading up my schedule, you know, I'm not busy at all. <laughs> no. you know, I got nothing going yeah, on. No, 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 might as well no, just go no. and start a master's program. <laughs> and all of the mediums. <laughs> That's very, very cool. Um, so let's jump over to, metalwork and work in welding where does the interest for that stem from so uh i mean this is a open can of tuna here i mean we can go we can keep digging and digging <laughs> let's dig um, let's do it <laughs> so you know my origins stem from wanting to be an auto mechanic and i originally basically started my whole life wanting to work on automobiles i mean that's my passion i grew up around um you know, motors, things that had two wheels, four wheels, anything like that. It was just always exciting me. Uh, it could be a lawn tractor, which I'm still excited. I'll have to pull over if I see a tractor on the side of the road. Yeah, I mean, I'll go crazy over it. Um, kind of a, uh, a nasty hobby to get into as an artist, you know, the, with the, the, the money's not always there to support the uh, the toys. But anyway, that's something I, I was always passionate about. I never thought there was anything more for me in my life than wanting to work on automobiles and cars and Maybe trucks, you know, I like the occasional truck or a bus going by, you know, like, mm, maybe I'll work on one of those. Why not? So anyway, um, you know, time goes on and I finally got to the point, got out of high school. I said, well, go to school for auto tech at Northampton and said, well, it's neat, but I had zero focus, mm-hmm. very low attention span. And I was like totally throwing it away. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, I came out of high school. Go right into school. I'm kind of confused, and you know, it just wasn't. It wasn't grasping. It felt a little, you know, like I I wasn't all invested in it. So, um, I had to take extra courses on the side, and you know, do all these things to fulfill requirements. And yeah, 
I took a visual foundations course, the very, 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 very basic art course. I'm talking, <laughs> what color does this make? You know, how do you make, how do you make yellow? How do you make, uh, you know, greens and purples and, you know, how, how, how does this all come about? And uh, I'm not talking in terms of pigments. I'm talking no, in terms like, of like, like straight, straight up, straight up color. Yeah, like if, if you can identify the colors in this crayon box, you have you have already handled half of the course here. So <laughs> my uh, first day of class, I sat down next to uh, who would be a, a very good professor of mine who has guided me through many uh, trials and tribulations as an artist and. <laughs> led me to uh, my passion for teaching as well, um, at least half of it. There are many teachers that have yeah. done that for me. But um, you know, I parked next to this gentleman, and he's got an old Alfa Romeo sports car, and I had a black <laughs> sports car, you know, all, all tuned up and stuff. And I said, you know, that's a cute car, but I bet mine's faster. And he's looking <laughs> at me, and he starts to tell me about, you know, like, George Washington crossing the Delaware. And I'm just rattling off history. I thought, this guy's got the most bizarre dialogue I've ever seen in um, our first lesson. He said, all right, you guys got little art kits here. You got the basic colors. And I said, I want you to paint four seasons. I said, how hard could that be? Come on, four seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall. Mm -hmm. Fall is orange, summer, you know, green, spring, green, winter, blue. You know, the bluest of blues. Mm -hmm. Oh, we go to do it. I, yeah, up the kazoobies, you know. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. I go and we have a critique. Same day, acrylics dry fast. Oh, <laughs> doing. I'm telling you, trees. You just said trees. <laughs> trees with seasons. And we got it up on the wall. Everybody's looked exactly like what I think the seasons look like. You know, everybody's got the blue for the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The occasional person that was a smart ass, they had, you know, purple in there. And I said, all right, all right. I said, all right, hot shot, you know, cool it, cool it. Cool it with your purple. Yeah. And so I go up there and I got a tree that's brown as shit. I got the, uh, all the colors mixed up. Uh, fall is has got, black in it it's got all this stuff i was mixing mud everything looked like mud and muck i said this is the most elementary thing i can take a whole motor apart i can put an entire car back together and i can't do mixing the colors i can't i can't do it i could probably paint a whole car i can do auto body I can build it all back in i said i do this i work with paint you know professional yeah. paint and i can't mix the colors so I think from that point forward, I think I had a challenge for myself that would pave the way to be what I'm doing now. And that's the truth in it. I mean, I, I was, it was just drove me crazy, you know, at night. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to switch to graphic design. Hmm. So I said, graphic design interests me. I can work with computers. I, I enjoy that very much too. I said, and it, you can do art courses on the sign, yeah. but there's no money in and and painting you know i said <laughs> there's no money I'll do graphic design you make your money you play with the paints on the side cool you get you get the car you get you get all the good stuff I said, <laughs> all right all right well mid-semester being defiant again same school you know and going through class i get up and i said i'm just gonna rock and roll i'm gonna be a rock star I ain't going to do this anymore. I, I want to be a rock star. <laughs> She's like, good luck with that. And close the door and I was done. I literally just left the class and left the school. Um, I took about 
a year off and I was working in garages and things like that and washing cars and stuff. Nothing exciting. Mm. Said I was in a band at the time, uh, you know, my twin brother and my best friend. And yeah, we were playing in a metal band. Of course, we had all this uh, <laughs> little ego and chip on our shoulders. We're <laughs> thinking we're like, yeah, this is it. You know, it's walk, driving around. There's people walking on the streets. And like, you know, and like, oh, my <laughs> Yeah, well, that's cool. We really showed them, you know, go to McDonald's drive through and, you know, and like, oh, yeah, we really, we're cool, huh? You know, so go through the motions of that. Work's not working out for me, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, said, so, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to go back to school. I'm going to try one more time, but I'm just going to go for paint. So I'm going to do nothing with my life right now. I'm going to do something that's yeah creative. Well, once you know it, here we go, you know, down the rabbit hole some more and go back, take a introductory painting course. And guy really uh, just turned me into uh, into an artist in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's things like a, an orange is in front of you and you're looking at the light source and mm-hmm. it's just how can this be? How can this be? So we'll start looking at the <laughs> colors. You know, there's browns in there. There's yellow ochre. You got all these colors in there. Think about it in in terms of that, you know. Mm. Oh, oh, open your mind a little bit more to the colors. What do you really see? Squint a little bit. And I was like, oh, I see. It's looking pretty, pretty light in the orange there. And the top's kind of a little red. Mm-hmm. I said, good. He's like, in the bottoms of what? And I said, it's like kind of kind of looking olive green. He said, good. Paint like that. Mm. I said, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know, I got the <laughs> got a tangerine or something like that out in front of me. Just, uh, moseying along. The lights are dim. <laughs> Once you know it, damn thing comes out like a, you know, it's like a a Rembrandt quality uh, orange here. You know? I'm not tuning my own whistle. At the time, I was floored. I, I didn't think I have a. I didn't think I had it in me. You know, I was like, holy crap! It's I just fooled my own eyes. I was like, it's that. It's, it's that. that. I mean, that is it. That's all I had to do. And so I became obsessed with painting fruit and things like that. We did assignments with uh where where we had models, life models and things like that. We had mm-hmm. still lives. And I would just ignore everything except for the fruit. Like, I would just be like, all right, all right. This guy, he's got a big hat. It's really tall. He's got a hat. Mm-hmm. Ugly. Everybody's painting the same thing. Said, uh, maybe I'll make this guy into like a Magritte thing here. I'll, I'll, I'll just try to do his hat a little bit, but then I'll put an apple or something here. I did like the best damn apple I ever seen over top of this really muddy face. So anyway, um, we had this one assignment, if I remember correctly, it was like a, uh, it's like a master copy assignment. And um, I don't think we were really tasked with it to be anything heavy, but mm. I did this copy of a Paul Cezanne painting. It was called The Turning Road or whatever the direct translation would be. And um, it, it's not a, a super, super popular painting that you would see in most catalogs or in galleries, museums. Mm. Um but it's, it's unique enough. And it had a lot of the qualities that I was drawn to. Like there's a little house, there's little shrubs and trees, things that were identifiable. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the time I didn't have the artistic vocabulary that I have now that yeah. I'm thinking, well, everybody likes landscapes. Um, everybody, ironic, right? Ironic, really, yeah. um, <laughs> the new show, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> more on that later. Uh, but it's something that was identifiable and it's like, pleases family, pleases everybody. It's like, and it pleases me because it's, there it is. Yeah. Well, I said, I spent about, well, 
couple of hours on the thing, you know, not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I just had a, a copy, a photocopy of it. I was looking at it. Once you know, I whipped the thing out. I had all the colors in the palette. I mean, it was spot on. Mm -hmm. I, I, I ain't just a kid. This thing was spot on. <laughs> um, obviously, it's not oil-based. It was acrylic, so the colors were a little glossier and a little thin, but mm. I was like, no way. No way. <laughs> this can't be. I'm out here making forgery. I got a career in crime now, you know? Um, so we put them up in the hallway, and everybody did a really good job. But they were all artists and every passion. You can tell that these people really wanted to be artists growing up. Mm. And I didn't, you know, this yeah. is not my, this is not the way I designed my, my life. You know, this is not the mm. way I intended for things to go. And uh, it was just like amazing to be up front with those people and up on mm. the wall and having, you know, the, the light on it. And yeah. it, it was such an, an adrenaline rush, really, you know, it just mm. really turned me on to art in general. And from that point forward, I just pursued it. And I had a, a few talks, a few discussions, mm. pulled some strings. And after a while, I was able to speak with Moravian, the director of transfer and so on and so forth. And I received some very large scholarships that really paved the way mm. for me. And um, I got into Moravian and, you know, the rest is history. But that's just a little lead. I mean, I don't even remember where we started. You know, we yeah. can cut that part out if we have to. But, uh, no, uh, no, that was great. Not at all. I think I've never heard someone use the phrase designed my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is funny because you're talking about your passion for interior design mm -hmm. and the work that you do now. Mm -hmm. And I really like that concept. Yeah. That like, it's not how you designed it, but look where you are now kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, it's, it's a little bit in there, but uh, <laughs> um, it's also crazy to think, though, because it's, you set these things up for yourself, and, you know, growing up, or depending, everybody's different, obviously. I mean, mm -hmm. but for my limited exposure in art, I mean, I think I, I saw the Andy Warhol show at the Allentown Art Museum. I was so young to even remember anything. I honestly don't remember anything. <laughs> and my exposure to art was so limited in the, in the place that I grew up to that it's not like you can walk down to, uh, you know, the gallery. You can't walk to downtown art museum. We can't, mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing that I really, I didn't exhibit any interest in the art. So it's not like I was like, all right, let's go. Um, you're nine years old. Let's go to MoMA <laughs> and you know, see all these things. And so, you know, you, you, you never really see it coming. And so, I think that's like the strangest thing looking back. And for me, it's kind of like, you know, thinking about those moments and where I'm at now and how much progress I have made. It just goes to show where you put your mind and how hard you mm -hmm. want to work at it is the end result, really. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, now I'm in such a contemporary world and a contemporary form of art and amongst all these people, all these galleries and like, 16 years old, I was like, all right, two more years, and we're, we're in auto tech. You know, yeah, baby, we're working for Joe's yeah. Garage. You know, maybe I'll get a Corvette in there one day. <laughs> you know? And now it's like, I'm in L.A., I'm in D.C., I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I didn't ever think that I would travel, mm. you know. Maybe I didn't even remember if there was an airport in Allentown. You know? so, um, it, yeah, it's just crazy how uh, your eyes open. And I think that that was really good for me. Um, it's, it was good for me culturally. It was good for me socially, you know. Mm. Um, it informs so much of the, everything around us. 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, it's always a loaded question, but (laughs) Mm. you really take for granted how much art can show you in, in, in your life. You know, it's, it just, it's, it's, it's almost everything around you, you know, has some sort of form of art. You can Mm -hmm. find beauty in almost everything. Sure. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's just where I see myself. You know, it just paves a lot of those paths for me. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing to say because I think that there is so much about being an artist or having an appreciation for art that really does give you a different way of looking at things. Um, And I think, I think one, I took some art class in college that it was almost entirely focused on spatial awareness and Mm -hmm. not even about art, which I really was really cool because it was just, we're not even going to talk about this painting. We're not going to look through this textbook. We're just going to talk about how does the world around you impact how you think about things and how you look at things and mm. what your perception of people is. And just, mm. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's like one of those things where you're, uh, you know, um, my artist mentor, Ian Summers, who's down in Florida, mm. you know, he's into faces and, and clouds. Now he's down in Florida. He's seeing uh, the bark of trees and seeing faces, and everything. He's like, I'm seeing faces and things like that. And mm. I remember when I was first mentoring with him, I was like, wow, I'm, not really get these faces, man. I'm not getting these faces. <laughs> and now it's, you know, after a few sessions of working with him, he's like, no, no, you got, you got faces and all over the work. And I would see mm-hmm. it. And I was like, yeah, now I was telling family and friends, I was like, see that? Yeah, there's something in there, you know? <laughs> and yeah. um, eventually that manifests into everything. I mean, park going in your parking lot here. I was mm-hmm. like looking at the geometry of the buildings and the way that the ground was. And I was like, yeah. Should take a picture of this later because I think that could be a nice little area to a painting one day. And it is, <laughs> I start seeing things in terms of shape and color. And, you know, maybe when I eventually change my uh, form of art making, I mean, mm-hmm. will it be more geometric? Will it be more uh, loose? Am I going to use these blocks mm-hmm. of color and go completely loose with it? But um, there are so many elements now that just walking past, you know, down a trail or anywhere you go. There are so many elements to the world that can turn itself into a painting or a work of art. Absolutely. Something that can inspire you later. It's crazy. Mm. Definitely comes from your perspective as well. Because you're going to have a different perspective as of another artist that was, even if you think about the artist in the house gallery, they could look at your piece and think of it in 20 different ways, depending on who's there. <laughs> Which is why we do this. Careful how you respond, folks. Careful (laughs) how you respond. (laughs) Well, you had something, I think it was in your artist statement, about um, photographing something without looking Mm -hmm. and then using that as inspiration for a Mm -hmm. painting. So I'd like to ask a little bit about your process um, and where inspiration for works comes from and your your current Mm -hmm. series. Well, uh, you know, the... Well, here we go. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's 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 absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Um, but it's not by accident. You know, this is not this is this is on purpose, and it's out mm. of uh, a little bit of desperation to stay cool uh, out in Palm Springs. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, realistically, I I had set out a couple years ago to Palm Springs. I stayed out with family, mm. and um, my goal out there was really focused with my brother. We're kind of like. We're going to be rock and roll. We're going to make it. Everybody <laughs> makes it here. This is it, you know? Mm. Oh, boy, do we have our tail between our legs. And so, 
everything we did there, you know, you, you get all these muscles on the plane. You're like, this is it. This is like the land of opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, we we, were just, we couldn't be more scared than two mice, you know, running from a cat. <laughs> uh, so we're we're trying to navigate being out there, and it is a lot to digest. I mean, you got yeah. and thank God I had them there, but you know, you got these. <laughs> If I was on my own, I don't know about this. I'd probably stay at home base, but we stayed out with family and essentially I would say we may have borrowed, may have borrowed their automobile. Okay. I'm using the word borrow loosely. <laughs> and we're supposed to stick around the Los Angeles area where we were staying in a little apartment. And mm. let's just say we borrowed the car <laughs> uh, without uh, permission and took it to Palm Springs. Mm. And I said, well, you see it on TV. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. Sunny pools <laughs> and all this good looking stuff. Let's, let's rock and roll out there and punch it into the maps. It's two and a half hours away or something like that. And, um, so you take your borrowed car. And- take the borrowed <laughs> car. You know, okay. 200,000 miles or something. Don't hold me too. If I think it was over 200,000 miles. Oh, wow. But like I said, you know, there's, there's confidence that you get. There's confidence that you get with the, uh, I mean, being a mechanic, you know, you get a, a flat tire thing that like you change it. You got oh, the, it. Yeah, I got this covered, you know. We'll make it look like nothing ever happened when we get it back. Uh, of course, unless we hit something. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Then we're in trouble. Anyway, um, we're driving through canyons and it's pretty warm in L.A. in the uh, in the summer. You know, we're kind of laying low there and it was getting hot and been 98 degrees no problem driving 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 <laughs> driving through canyons you know cool stuff that you all you you only see it on on tv magazines yeah. photographs yeah it's like crazy you know i don't i wasn't born there so going out there is like whoa <laughs> i just can only envision myself on a motorcycle or something like ripping through this stuff yes and uh looked beautiful 103 degrees watching the temperature and the little dash Ooh. going out and saying hmm Hey, you know, this must be the desert. <laughs> and look at the GPS. It's like an hour away. And it's like, mm, you know, we got a little ways to go here. <laughs> 105, 107 is going up, going up. Oh, I'm talking, wow. I'm not talking miles per hour. I'm talking temperature. <laughs> and uh, oh, man. so we had stop and go traffic getting out of there. I mean, oh. getting out of LA, going there too. So we were already in how many lanes of traffic stop and go and, so it took a little bit longer than we anticipated. Now we were supposed to have the car back. We were we like locked up the apartment. We're giving the keys back. This is the day we're oh. gonna go back to <laughs> relatives' house and just unwind and get ready to. We're gonna head home soon. And well, I say you know might as well do it. Well, it's 114 <laughs> degrees. Visitor center to Palm Springs, and then there they are. You know, this old diner style beautiful little thing it's all i'm so in the mid-century and stuff so my mm-hmm. my my i got my goosebumps going you know hearts beating out of my chest i'm like gonna run in there I'm like oh, i love this place you know, <laughs> adopt me. Uh, you know 118 degrees something like that out there so i get out of the car i'm just burning the ac stopped working like oh, keeping up like it's no. blowing hot air i yeah. mean the ac yeah. is working i know it is but i can't keep up yeah i'm in a i'm in the visitor center i said you know, I was really happy to be here, but is it always this damn hot here? You know, <laughs> and they're like, welcome to Palm Springs, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania and I'm really happy to be out here. And I always see it on TV and I'm an artist and this and that. I, I just want to get a lay to land and things. Well, everybody else comes from out of town here, too. If you want a map, 
can sell it to you for 15 bucks. <laughs> oh, I was yikes. like, well, you don't know much about Palm Springs, but I was hoping, you know, I was thinking, I don't want to use Google. Warm welcome. Some like warm said. welcome. I want some warm welcome. I, I want some sort of greeting here. Um, but, ooh. Uh, <laughs> there's a late in the studio, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you're not the first person that's been like, just, yeah. we looks squishy. A, we have a little it, light it cube, like squishy. a little plastic light cube in here. Cody's like, oh. It looked like it would be squishy. It's, it's not, though. It's disappointing. It's not, oh, it is disappointing. Anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, the map costs money to be there. You know? oh, so okay. I guess that's how they pay some of their tourism fees and whatnot. Yeah. They don't have the ski lifts going up there. They're 15 yeah. uh, <laughs> You know, it's kind of it's kind of strange because, I, you know, you can go on Google and look this stuff up, but what yeah. do you say? What do you do in Palm Springs kind of thing? And yeah. everybody's going to have their own thing. Google's going to have their own itinerary. And I don't know where the hell I am, but there's a visitor center here. Yeah. So I said, well, give me the map of fun things to look at. Give me all the houses. They got all the celebrity houses there. All <laughs> Anybody who's the who's who, you can drive past. Boy, was it bland and bleak, though, for the first few <laughs> yeah. streets, you know? I said, well, I get out of the visitor center, I make the first immediate right mm -hmm. to a, a, you know, little cul-de-sac, things like that, come back down. So we just drove almost every street, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this doesn't look like anything on TV. Am I in, <laughs> you know, is this like Palm Palm Springs here or something like that? Is this, uh, is this Palm Springs, Texas or something like <laughs> that? <'Cause, laughs> Uh, this, this is not looking. Not this is looking, not the picture perfect yeah, this, Palm this Springs, movie. I imagine. Yeah, this is an HGTV, and everybody's in their pool, and they're flipping houses out there, and say hi to the camera crew. And you know, I mean, they got uh, fences, like electric fences. They got tall things, oh. security. Hmm. Um, they like paid security. It even looks like there's military presence on the top of the mountain. Oh I don't know gosh. what they're doing back there. Freeze uh, <laughs> uh, right there. We got them. You know, <laughs> out there in Ro um, Roswell or yeah, something. Like yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 really great. And here's this, you know, this silver car driving up and down the streets, not one ounce of traffic, not one iota from anybody. Mm -hmm. Nothing. There's nothing. And so um I was like, this can't be it. And so we're driving around a little bit more, but the houses are beautiful. I mean, we're mm -hmm. talking it, you couldn't even dream it up to be this nice. It's like mm -hmm. crazy mid century, you know, atomic homes, slanted roofs, three car garage pools, palm trees were pristine. <laughs> And like, who does all this work? Because I know the people that own these go. I know it for a fact. I mean, celebrity vacation homes or something like yeah. that. Who knows? Uh, so maybe somebody hiding under the mountains, you know, a, a bat cave. Yeah, exactly. Um, but eventually we start, you know, getting through trailer park and stuff like that. It kind of looked like a map out of Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it was crazy. You know? It really was like, it was like a video game kind of thing. It was really, uh, you know, you get to the other side of the mountain. I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> you get a, a few trailer courts. And then there were some really modular apartments and condos that were like cubes. Like these, hmm. they were like hmm. Rubik's cubes. And then they're they all like glass and everything. And wow. they're like super small. But I'm sure you pay an arm and a leg for those. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. And we're going down. Said to my brother said we gotta get gas right now we're low on gas and they got these weird gas pumps you know mm. so i guess the heat doesn't get to her you don't explode or combust oh, <laughs> oh you got all these little things sense. these little filter things that you put on and huh. all all this kind of extra stuff yeah mm. so it's really uh unique out there so, uh 
we get, let's just get some photography here. I'll bring it back. You know, and I know our mother would like mm. to see some of the stuff out there because yeah. we're watching the shows on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said we drove about 15 minutes and part of my process just became holding the camera out the window. And I, I had this old oh. clunky Nikon um, DSLR at the time, you know. <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, oh, we're going to have the big camera, big camera body and lens kit kind of thing going on. Mm. and. Uh, probably not a good choice for what I was doing. Uh, and that, that gets down to where I got today, you know, condensing into yeah. uh product sponsored by Leica. You know? <laughs> um, but anyway, I was shooting out the window like this and I was like, I hope I get something good. I hope I get something good. Yeah. And uh, cause you couldn't roll the window down really, you know, we had it cracked um, and then the, the lens and then the, the filter and the, wow. the sun cap was like <laughs> literally sticking, sticking out the, the window. And it looked, it looked like it was an espionage, some spy like <laughs> doing some casework here. Like there's a t- the, investigator. The, yeah, the twins. Uh, there they are with the big noses, Russian spies out here. The men in black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you one of those things. You saw us. We'll turn the flash on the camera. Be gone. You know? <laughs> so the end result was a, a a large photo batch that was all shot from basically the window. And a little shot from the hip because I went over to McDonald's and out of all the places <laughs> in the world that you can possibly sit down and eat and go and travel to, mm-hmm. favorite place in the world, Palm Springs, ate at the McDonald's. <laughs> and it was cool because yeah. they have little chairs like we're sitting in Eames style chairs, nice, you know, fiberglass yeah. chairs. Oh, and... oh, so this was a, a Palm Springs. Oh, this was a Palm Springs. <laughs> this is Ronald High McDonald's <laughs> mid-century phase. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. This was this was the you know, the forget the um the little play palace that they got going on the tubes. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're talking in ground pool. No, not not really, but um and of course a dollar general and everything else that you have in around here. So um it's pretty normalized. But I guess I never really the fun part about that whole story is I never really made it to what you see on TV. Hmm. And I guess there are, you know, you get towards Coachella and all those places and stuff. There's uh, yeah. You know, you're out there in, in desert spaces and there's a whole bunch of different architecture and landscape. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, a, you know, kind of like an explorer back in the day. You said, oh, man, I really made it now. I'm I'm in, I'm on this island and you, know, <laughs> you end up in a whole different continent. So um, so that's the goal for going back. But anyway, the mm-hmm. uh, moral of the story is, yeah, uh, you take the uh, take the car out and you go back and. There they are standing at the door. Say, oh, here we go. This is it. This is the one. Hmm. You guys are back on time. But you slept on top of the sheets. I said, oh, <laughs> so, well, first of all, we don't, we don't, back where I'm from, Pennsylvania, we don't sleep on sheets. We were, I wasn't raised with sheets. I, I, slept on, I slept on a couch 16 years of my life. How the hell are you supposed to, you know? How am I supposed to know what uh, what sheets are? You know, we don't have sheets where I'm from. Uh, but yeah, that's also surprising too. Is you know, you go through that whole trip and all that stress and high tension. You know, you're going to get yelled at, but it's better to ask for forgiveness. And then all you do yes. is sleep on top of sheets. <laughs> so, so what what was the the music incentive for going out there? Uh, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Just, just rock, and roll. rock and roll in general. <laughs> uh, 
well, isn't it just rock and roll getting on a plane and uh, just it's landing there? Going. It is. It is. I'm sorry, borrowing a car. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's kind of the whole so thing. Rock, and, so metal. Uh, and you, I know, but you couldn't have been so far from rock and roll or what we were doing. We were so shy and we were very polite. Oh. You know, we didn't, we didn't go out to the bar and we were like, no alcohol, um, no nothing. You know, we're good. We're back on. We're back at supper. You know. We were making the beds, you know, we got all this stuff going on. It was the first thing from rock and roll, except for the fact that my brother spending all of our money on a guitar in Hollywood, in Hollywood. Well, we're here. And I, you know, you jackass, we just spent all our money. You know, we didn't have much to begin with, but there it goes, you know, yeah. and now we got to return home. So I, our trip was pretty much cut short because you really wanted the guitar. <laughs> We don't have it nowadays anyway, by the way. So, really? yeah, oh, no. But anyway, the photographs, um, they they were pretty much successful. I have a couple posted on my Instagram. You scroll, mm. scroll way down. And um, okay. I have some that are archived and some that are on my bridge that because uh, you can't see them because they're source material. Oh. It's uh, oh. uh, classified, classified source <laughs> material. But no, I don't paint directly from photographs. I know we're going to probably cross that bridge about the work. Mm. Um, but no, yeah. I don't. I just use them as a a reference point because you know okay, yeah. there's um, a house that I like, mm -hmm. and then there's a mountain that looks pretty good, you know. And I say, <laughs> all right, all right, but then there's some the mailbox that just throws it all off the rails. I said, mm -hmm. oh, mailbox, the hedges, you know, it's no mm -hmm. good. But I said, what would it look like if those weren't there? And so I grab a palm tree from another photo and I paint that palm tree oh, in front of it. So yeah, so you kind of like put it together, it together almost together. like a collage yeah, without yeah, collaging. Yeah, like a collage without collaging. And I don't have the attention span to use Photoshop anymore that's like taking bits and pieces out. And, you yeah. know, there's some people that are really good with that. And I was like the quick select tool. And, and then all of a sudden you get the palm tree, you got the leaves, you got it all done. And yeah. roll the sky. You, know, you got the whole sky in there too. So, you know, I, I always forget that stuff. Forget that. I... I I know what I want and I know what yeah. I want to paint. So I was just like, did one thing at a time, house, little thing, mountains. Mm. But I have to say, I got pretty darn good at painting mountains when I say a little silver <laughs> and gold in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of the heat and speaking of rock and roll, it is a little bit warm in the studio today. So we are going to have a arts podcast first and do a little bit of a break here. Yes. Um, Cody was generous enough to share some music with us. So that's going to fill fill our break. And when we get back, we will jump into talking about your Palm Springs painting. So, Cody, we left off talking about your trip to Palm Springs, and I'd like to go ahead and jump into the artwork that you shared with us. So this piece, Palm Springs, done in 2021, it's acrylic on canvas and 20 inches by 20 inches. A bold light blue sky commands the top half of this landscape piece. Cutting through the center of the painting are two converging mountain ranges. The mountain range on the right is further from the viewer and depicted with a bluish purple hue that mimics the light of the sky. The mountain range from the left is richer in color, done in shades of tan, brown, black, and a bit of yellow with scratchy blue details running down the mountain. Set along the base of the mountain range is a purple house with a flat roof and a long pink window along the front. A bright green grassy area extends in front of the house. In the foreground are brushy tan and gold plants that merge with a dark shadowy area at the very bottom of the painting. While the color does not necessarily reflect as such, the terrain depicted in this work is a desertous area with brushy foliage and tall, dry mountains. Yeah, it's always interesting to have uh, others 
you know, really read into it, dive into it and see what perhaps maybe the artist wasn't seeing and in the first mm. place. Of course, these are the obvious mm. of the description <laughs> of the painting, but um, it's always great having works up for interpretation, things of that nature. So, mm. you know, the mm. piece was, as I touched on earlier, was um, really kind of this mode of thinking, you know, I got my photographs here for reference. I've done so much high key color work in the past. Um, where am I turning right now? And mm. I know I wanted to have a show with new material. And so basically my next mode of operandi for instance was, all right, well, I'm, I'm here. I got to make something new. Mm. What am I going to do? So the last thing on my mind was a landscape really though. Yeah, <laughs> when I was starting. And it started out a few works of uh, abstract expressionism. You know, I like to warm up, get my decooning on, start looking at, <laughs> look at my heroes here. And I start looking at some hard edge paintings, some, a little scraping, a little removal. I said, I got mm. this. I'd say I've gone through at least five canvases now and nothing looks like the piece that you are looking at right now or, oh, really? or, or visualizing. Yeah. So, um, in fact, there was not even a landscape. So I said, I got this extra canvas, moved out of the banana factory. I'm not a big fan of reworking things, so I'll stretch it over and uh, yeah. let's see what happens. Well, before you know it, I'm desperate enough to do a landscape. I said, I'm just <laughs> going to do it for myself. All right. It's late mm -hmm. at night. It's one, two in the morning. Can't get any sleep. I got to make something. I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Nothing's coming. I'm frustrated. And um, pull the photographs up. I'm going to start playing with them a little bit. Boy, they're really, uh, really kind of subtle. You know, mountains mm. are nice. Mountains are blue and purple in person. Sky is blue. You know, the landscape is <laughs> tan. We got sand. Mm. Let's spice it up a little bit. Let's add mm. a little bit of zing and pep into it. Mm. See what happens. So um, I just started working into it. And I start with toning the canvas. You know, I said, all blue, all mid-century colors. I want this blue. I want this classic Sears mm. catalog, blue, green. Mm. Um, these oranges, yellows, anything that had a real nice pop to it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let's put it all together. Let's put it all together. Mm -hmm. Now let's just really go for it. So I had this nice tone canvas of this aqua, this teal. I swear they're going to name it the Abrashinsky turquoise one day, you know, <laughs> just, they're just going to have something for me. Somebody uh, golden, if you're listening, um, <laughs> but truthfully, I, I, I buy this color in just the masses. Uh, anytime I see it, it's like yeah. Monopoly. I pass go, I grab one. And um, I, I just love it. And tone of canvas, get going, start moving along here. And I uh, just did a basic outline. So the mountain, mountain's got to come first mm. and start with just this heavy black hard edge. Like I'm talking stark against mm. the canvas. It is mm -hmm. yeah. Mars it, black. It cuts right through cuts the right sky. Yep. Yeah. And then I, uh, so well, black's not going to go all the way across. I mean, there's that's just a, that's my foreground. Yeah. I'll play with the background a little bit more. So I'm looking at my reference images, not seeing it. So I turn to art history. I start looking through a few post-impressionists. I said, "What are they doing?" Well, gosh, they weren't really doing hard edge, you know, back <laughs> yeah. in back in that period of time. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I said, "Well, you know what? Let's try to do something like it's in the distance, some blue, some purples, make it look like it's kind of far away." Mm. Um, or it could look like it's a little bit closer. So mm. I started layering some of those and, uh, wow, I'm spilling my secrets here. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I just 
went to town with it. And I said, mm-hmm. all right, now we got this landscape defined. Let's just start like attacking the canvas. Everything is like super stark. You got this blue sky. Nothing mm-hmm. is going to be above that that vanishing point, that horizon line that I created. Mm-hmm. So um, just went into it with like gold. Yeah. said, well, gold is not going to go good with fluorescent yellow or green <laughs> and whoever views it. And mm-hmm. that's your opinion. I think it's kind of greenish. Yeah. Um, against that teal. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I think the gold will kind of go nice against the, uh, the teal. Yeah. And the black, you know, black and gold. Can't go wrong with that look. And I <laughs> threw it against the, the sky, I threw it against the landscape. I'm thinking to myself, Eureka, you know, this is this is the, <laughs> this is my aha moment here. Yeah. And it shouldn't theoretically kind of make sense that these colors yeah. and his gold foils and things like that hmm. are really kind of playing against one another. Cause I was really thinking like mystery machine Scooby Doo kind of stuff here, you know, I was thinking <laughs> straight up just like looking at their van, like, oh, maybe this is going to be uh this is it. I got the oranges out of there. Yeah, oh my. You know, so I, basically, took the whole mystery machine apart and built the landscape. So um, I'm so glad you said that because when we were in your room at the house gallery mm-hmm. uh, oh, the yeah, other day, yeah. I was like, "This is like the Scooby Doo room. Like it's <laughs> the green couches and the walls and the artwork. Oh mm-hmm. man, and the lava lamp. Like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. All, all we need are some Scooby ten. snacks, yeah, and we're, we're on our way. You know. <laughs> Uh, zoinks though you know uh, <laughs> no but it does it works really well and the piece itself with all the colors that you had chosen you would think they wouldn't work together but mm-hmm. they make everything have its own definition everything pop in its own unique mm-hmm. way which is really neat because if I tried to do that it would just be a blob <laughs> so how do, you, how do you describe or what do you categorize your style as I know you work mm. in a lot of different mediums and a lot of your pieces have different styles but when I look at this it's the colors mm. of pop art, but it's very expressionist. And now you're talking about yeah. post-impressionism. and mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, again, uh, big, <laughs> big loaded tuna can here. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think some people shudder at the the term style, especially mm, yeah. in school for art and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Like, oh, come on. That's not that's not that's not good jargon there. You, know, you pull out your big boy vocabulary, get my glossary out. Um, no, I mean, it's I think my style is. In this particular series, I think I'm really looking to a lot of the, you know, post-impressionists uh, and expressionism yeah. and really early works like that. A lot of policies on, like I said, my original influence as we circle back <laughs> um, and looking how he's breaking down color, shape and brush and looking at de Kooning, a lot of those artists and uh, abstract expressionists kind of using those very large brushes, very large mm. strokes to mm-hmm. kind of define shapes. Yeah. And so I think it's like a, a neo-expressionism meets, you know, mm. modern landscape, kind of thing, contemporary landscape. So if I hashtag it, I hashtag contemporary <laughs> landscapes, you know, <laughs> um, it, you know, and I, I like kind of sink into it myself because I always kind of saw the landscape as something that um, you get a commission. Hey, pay my dog. Yeah. Uh, hey, pay yeah. my house uh, for sure. 20 bucks. You know, how that sound? <laughs> buy yourself a nice lollipop, you know, and, uh, uh, I said, uh, and you know, you go through all that school and it just costs a lot and things like that. And mm-hmm. it's, you want, you want to put it to good use. You want to feel like an artist, you know, you want to, yeah. you want to blend in, you want to be a part of the whole, you know, the whole kit and caboodle there. And, um, so yeah, I just like neo-expressionism and stuff like that is how I kind of categorize this work. But I think mm. I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm picking and defining 
my color palette. Mm. And mm. a lot of the works are consistent. Um, the styles have changed. And you can look at my website and my Instagram. Things have mm-hmm. varied. Mostly my website. Um, I've tapped into sculpture like metal works and photography. And mm-hmm. um, just about any medium you can think of. I love to experiment, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Hands-on kind of guy. But um, I'd say the color really is the starting point, though, of something that's going to be um, this lifelong you know, passion and what I'm going to pursue. I mean, I'm never going to get away from these fluorescent colors and the mm-hmm. hikey colors. I've stuck through it through school. Um, you know, I, I stuck through it for when I first started. It's not like I gravitate towards. I'm attracted to the colors. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. nobody can tell me different. You know, I mm-hmm. I will do your farmhouse. I will do <laughs> your dog. But your dog's going to be in 50 shades of... Uh, <laughs> You know, modern and contemporary colors yeah. that yeah. You know, no classical palettes need it for me. Yeah. Um, no, I won't do commissions, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, before you ask. Don't yeah, ask. Before you ask. Um, but truthfully, that's I think it's starting there. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of like happy to admit that that's at least the beginning of uh, where I think that my name is just going to kind of carry throughout. And it's like mm. the past three years of development is like all this palette. And um, yeah, so I'm happy, but we, we don't know where the style is going. You know, okay. um, you can only do so much in uh, the desert paintings and which are, <laughs> yeah. which are cool. And I like it. I like the subject matter. Mm. Um, but where will Ivershinsky go next? Perhaps Alaska. Ooh. Well, ooh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, the world may never know. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cody, if people want to see where Abrushinsky is going to go next, where can they find your work, buy your work, get in contact with you? You can find Cody Abrushinsky at Cody Abrushinsky on Instagram and www.codyabrushinsky.com. That's www.codyabrushinsky.com. Very good. And that Ooh. is spelled A B R A C. H-I-N-S-K-Y. Perfect. Right on the dot. Very good. And if people would like to see your work in person, you are currently exhibiting at the Bethlehem House Gallery. Until October 2nd. October 2nd. And I have here the closing reception is October 2nd from 6 to 9 p.m. So maybe you'd get to meet Cody in person. How unfortunate for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. Joking. It would be great. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming in today, for your time, for your stories. I hope those people got their car back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Forgive me if you're listening. uh, You know, (laughs) forgive me if you're listening. I know I have a lot of supporters and family. I'd like to thank everybody uh, that mentioned me before me in this Mm. podcast series. And Thank everybody for the continuous support and all the belief and giving me these experiences so quickly. And mm-hmm. my uh, five years or so of painting, five, six years of painting and discovering art. So, uh, yeah, that's my my big thank you. Very good. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. And that was our conversation with Cody Abrashinsky. Thank you so much for coming on. And here is Elise for the Opportunity of the Week. The Pain Gallery at Moravian College has an open call for entries. They invite visual artists working in all mediums to submit work for 
their new show titled New Normal Working Through Quarantine. The submission deadline is July 26, 2021. You can submit your work by tapping the link in their Instagram bio or visiting moravian.edu slash open hyphen entries. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we're here recording at Steel Pixel Studios in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. You can find the studio and the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Steel Pixel Studios and at Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next week.